My name is Gabby Guzman, and I'm here to help women become who they are so they can be free. I'm a Dominicana, a mom, an energy worker, and a coach. I help women own their power and follow their dreams rooted in their own intuitive wisdom. In this podcast, we'll be telling real stories and sharing clear step-by-step guides so you can dive deep within yourself and know and trust yourself like never before. Welcome to Living Intuition. Welcome back to Living Intuition, friends. Welcome. I am really, really happy to be here today with one of my favorite humans. As a reminder, this podcast is a space to explore all of the layers that come up when we choose to live a life where we listen to and we trust our intuition. And today I am here with my friend, Luli B. I first met Luli at a lunch in 2017. And in one conversation, this woman had me believing that my wildest dreams were possible, which at the time were studying and practicing feng shui, which she later supported me in making a reality. I've been Luli's client and I am honored to call her my friend. This woman is the embodiment of unconditionality. She is there for you fully, and she is also one of the most intuitive people I know. We are going to talk about today, um, oh, I was going to say, we're going to talk about your infamous goosebumps, which have been happening happening since we started like chatting and catching up before our official conversation. Um, Luli and Mai's journeys have been, have run parallel, sometimes in different timelines, but we have been able to be there in true support of each other. And to give you just some of the impressive facts about my friend, Luli. Luli is a family first speaker, a business coach, trainer, and author of the Amazon bestseller, Balance is Bullshit. A believer that everyone was born with a responsibility to share their gifts in this world. She empowers women and business owners to unwrap their gifts so they experience joy at work and at home. Her message of leadership, empowerment, purpose, and confidence has reached thousands of individuals and dozens of organizations, including Macy's, GE, Marriott, Procter & Gamble, and Dell. Welcome, my friend. I am so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. This is going to be, guys, I feel like Lily's one of the most like hard-opened, big-hearted people I know, and so I'm really excited for this conversation. But the first thing I want to ask you, which is the conversation we've been kicking off with all of these interviews and conversations, is what does your intuition feel like, Lily? Or what does she sound like? So intuition for me is the goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll tell you. She'll tell you and she'll show you. She'll like, oh, I, will show you. I will show you my arm. Um, and so I, I mean, I've been getting goosebumps for over a decade, probably. And I, I used to not pay attention to them. And I think it was when I officially started my coaching business and working with my clients and just, you know, having a conversation with them and just hearing them similar to the first conversation you and I had, right. When I, when I hear that vision, that dream and I know it's a possibility for that person. And I, you see, I say, I know, I just know it. I just know it. And that's, of course, intuition. And I would get these goosebumps. I would get these chills. And I, I think it took me a while to connect the dots that that was my intuition. I just thought it was something cute. And then I finally realized that that cute thing was actually something really, really powerful and magical. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I love having these conversations because... Um, 
like to peeling back the layers a little bit, I, it sounds like there was like a deepening for you 10 years ago, but I'm wondering what your concept was of intuition before then, if you remember feeling like having a sense of knowing as a child, like what is your like memory and experience of intuition when you were younger? I think, I think it was probably a gift I had, but I, again, I, I don't, I don't know that I always connected the dots. So mm-hmm. for, for me, I probably put a different layer, a, a different label on it. Yeah. I didn't call it, I didn't call it intuition. In fact, I probably, if, if I think about it for just a few seconds, I would say I probably mislabeled it with a negative connotation it's Mm. me being emotional or dramatic right like you know over the top right like why are you you know the the things that I would either say to myself or that I would hear is you don't need to be so dramatic or don't take this overboard or it's not that serious right and I think that that obviously is parlayed into my big heart and the fact that I am an emotional being but really when it comes down to it, what it is, is I'm a manifester and, and, and I have very strong intuitive, um, strengths. Yes. Yes. I, I feel like this might happen a lot to us where you Mm -hmm. already start answering like the next topic I wanted to talk to you about. (laughs) This is very much, um, like when I think of you, I just feel like you are the kind of person who is so deeply present when you're with someone else and you can really see them but you can also very much feel them like you really get into the experience with someone else when they're sharing their perspective and sharing their story and sharing what's going on with them and there's a lot of like open-heartedness and empathy that that happens in those spaces with you I've seen you in those spaces as a friend with a group of friends I've seen you in those spaces with your partner and I've seen you in those spaces with your clients and so like I'm curious sort of how you've how you've managed being this open-hearted empathetic person in your mm-hmm. life and 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 like you know have those dots connected around yeah. intuition when it comes to your personal life as well I think it takes a lot of awareness and also uh, a constant reminder to refill your own cup mm-hmm. because that open-heartedness uh, also leaves you vulnerable to um to misunderstandings to um and to and to other actions or thoughts that aren't um really for you right and and also the energy that is expended um when i when i do things like this right a, a podcast or work one on one with a client or or even in my in my masterminds with my boost community i finish the day exhausted and i know that i have to um, and I get to limit my time that I do that and also set aside some time to replenish mm-hmm. because there's this incredible, um, it, it, it feels like I ran a marathon. Yeah. That's what, that's what it feels like. Um, and so I think it's been really important for me to, to literally, and you know, I'm a big fan of time blocking, literally like the day I have a mastermind, the day I have a podcast, the day I have, you know, an event to make sure that there is time immediately after where nothing happens and I give myself that space and grace. Yes, yes. I, I I love that you went right into like the specifics because that was my next question. Like really 
what are those those tactics and those yeah. self-care practices and those boundaries that you use because I, I also like want to make sure that it's clear. It is Luli and I are similar in this regard. Like mm-hmm. we end up we finish the day when we are in those spaces feeling exhausted. We are also completely fulfilled emotionally of from course. having like supported others and yes. being in our gifts. And at the same time, it can leave you feeling drained and yes. and and you need to be the one to take care of you first. And so what yes. are some of the ways that you take care of you? Lily? Yeah. So before we get into that, I think it's really important to say, you know, that we also get to take care of our air quote, strong friends. Yes. Right. And you and I are both considered strong, which is another conversation for another day because I'm not crazy about that word. But I think it's also important to understand that we are also human beings. I'm a human being. And while I have this big heart and I I have an incredible amount of empathy and compassion and energy to give. And I love giving that. I also get to protect that energy. And I also get to refill my cup. And I also get to be the one that needs you know, a shoulder to cry on. And I also get to lay down on the bathroom floor, curled up crying and sobbing. Mm -hmm. And I think giving myself permission to do all of those things is probably the biggest form of self-care that I have learned uh, specifically in the past four years to, to allow myself as positivity is one of my, is literally one of my top strengths, right? Like according to Gallup strengths finder, right? Um, understanding that there's also this thing called toxic positivity where I'm not going to say things like, well, you should be grateful because at least blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I realize that part of my self-care ritual gets to be, you get to be grateful and you get to be sad and you get to grieve and be angry. And you also get to be really grateful and you can feel both of those things. I think for me, it's, um, it's honoring the way that I feel. I I didn't always honor the way I feel. It's something that if I'm being really honest, I'm still working through of, of not judging the being sad or the wanting to stay in bed or the saying no to something so that I can replenish as I, as I work through um, the recent grief that, that I'm experiencing in my life. Right. And not judging myself for, not being air quotes on all the time, right? Or or as on as I would like to be. Yeah. But I think for me, like the 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 you know, to go back to your question about the self-care, it's it's a lot of uh practicing in that mindfulness of the awareness, right? Of honoring the way that I feel and honoring what my body and my spirit needs right now. And sometimes what it needs is to stay in bed an extra 15 minutes. And sometimes what it needs is some girlfriend time. And sometimes what it needs is to just sit quietly in in a church in reflection. And other times what it needs is listening to a podcast. And other times it's calling a friend and saying, I just need to cry. And I just want somebody on the other line. And I don't need you to fix it. I don't need you to ask me anything. Just, can you just be on the other line with me? Um, So being specific also about the kind of support that I need has also really helped me take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear that a hundred percent. And I, and I also wonder about what you said a little bit earlier about how there was a moment in your life where you felt, um, where you felt judged and got to a point where you were judging yourself for mm-hmm. being that deep feeler and that mm-hmm. open-hearted woman who was seen as too much and overly dramatic. And then having 
turn, being able to turn that around and recognize it as your superpower. Yeah. What do you attribute that to? Like, was it a particular, was it just like a subtle transition over time? Was it something that happened? I think it was probably a subtle transition through time, Gabby, and it was a series of things. And I just spoke about Gallup Strengths Finder, but Gallup Strengths Finder for me was a game changer. When when I did that assessment and I did the Discover Your 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 Why workshop, I I felt this immediate sense of permission to be myself. Um, there were several people in 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 my life, and coincidentally, they're no longer in my life in the way that they used to they used to be who would say things to me like, why are you so dramatic? Why are you taking care of other people's problems? Take care of yourself first. Like you're, you're too needy, you're too emotional, you're too dramatic. And all of those things are actually, to your point, they're my superpower. Mm -hmm. I care deeply for people. I love to connect people. I am compassionate and empathetic. And I get to be okay with the fact that I'm a crier. I wish I didn't cry as much as I cried, you know, but I do. And I, and I cry from the inside of my core, no matter how hard I try, it is just who I am and embracing that, that juiciness that comes with that, that emotion and that, and that love, because what it really is, is I feel touched. I feel that energy and I feel that appreciation and gratitude, which is what gets me to cry. Right. Um, so I think also just uh, the Gallup Strengths Finder experiences in my life um, and then mentors and friends like you, right, that that have reiterated that to me, that have said to me, I really appreciate this about you. And and paying attention to that has yeah. been really key for me. Yeah, no, that, that's really beautiful. I, I really think that there's something so human about what we're talking about. And, and one of the things that I've been sitting with lately quite a bit, and we were just talking about it earlier, is this idea of being able to sit with deep gratitude and joy and also being able to sit mm -hmm. with pain and grief yes. and, and sitting here right now with both. Yes. And I feel like we are so often kind of raised to see the world in this binary of black and white, good or bad. Right. Like, are you happy today or are you sad? And actually like, no, I'm a full human being with like a full range of human emotions. And, and mm -hmm. for me, what I have found was like my decision to be like, all right, intuition, I'm going to stop ignoring you. I'm going to mm -hmm. stop pretending that you're not there whispering every day. I'm going to start listening to this wisdom inside of me that doing that, it almost demanded integrity and authenticity with my human experience, my full human experience, which also like brought on um, an acceptance and an embrace and an honoring of a range of human emotions, right? Because like as women, we're often told you can't be angry, you can't be sad in a professional setting, that there's a whole range of human emotions that are unacceptable for us, right? right? And so yeah. to be in spaces that we've created very intentionally where it's like, you know what? I get to be all of me yes. and I will be celebrated and yes. I get to be an intuitive woman and honor my full human experience and walk this path and not be forced into categories or binaries, right? And there's so much unlearning that has to happen first before we can learn the opposite too, Gabby. 
There's so much unlearning and stripping of the conditioning, right? Because, you know, what what do we hear? What do we hear parents, as parents, what do we say to our children? Oh, don't be sad, don't cry. Mm -hmm. But what we're really saying to them is, it makes me uncomfortable that you're crying, so stop crying so that I can be comfortable. Right, it's gonna be okay. You don't know that it's gonna be okay. Why are you telling me that it's gonna be okay? And and what 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 it really is is a lack of emotional intelligence, a lack of 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 awareness. Not because that's intentional, right? But we we get to pay attention to those things, right? It's it's the reason why when women of of the Boost community, my my community of of women business owners, when the women co- literally come to the table, Gabby, for the first time. I would say 95% of them cry the first time they come to the table. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe Gabby, that the reason why they cry, and I'm sure that this, this probably happens with, with the groups that you, um, that, that you uh, host as well and facilitate is because we're not allowed. We're not allowed to, to be, like you said, the sad or the angry or the resentful, God forbid you're resentful. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, well, I am a human being, and yes, I am positive, and yes, I am grateful, and yes, I, I have joy, but I'm also a, to your point, a full human being. Yeah. And so, giving, creating that space for one another where there's no judgment. Yes. And, and you know that 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 great book, the the art of holding space. My goodness, what a book! Right. It's like, wow, I I I have learned so much, and I have. I have done things so wrong in the past, but I'm so grateful that now I understand what that really means and and how I don't get to judge my feelings or anybody else's. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. And I think in in the context of that on learning that you were talking about, sometimes I feel like a lot of people associate intuition with the really big earth shattering moments of their lives. And I know like for us professionally, we have both been in situations that maybe to the outside world look really flashy and successful Mm -hmm. and amazing and we're killing it. And it turns out that these situations that we created weren't sitting well with our soul. And I would love to hear the story of when you decided to become a coach and the role that intuition played in that. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm getting chills again. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to zoom in on your chills. <laughs> oh my God, they're all over. They're like on my toes. <laughs> so I, that was the first year. It was back in 2012, actually. It's, um, it's my 10 year anniversary. Yes. I, I found myself saying things like, I want more. Mm. And at the time, I didn't know how to verbalize it. So I, I used more as the word because I didn't have, I just didn't have, I didn't have the vocabulary for it. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to my then husband, I just want more. And it's not about more of a house or more, there's or just more money. More. It's not more money. It's not more. It's, it's none of that. It's just more. And I remember him looking at me he's like, what do you mean? What, like, and I could not verbalize it and it was unfair to me and unfair to him, but I just could not put the word together. And it was the year that I invested in myself. I paid $14,000 10 years ago, put it on the Amex $14,000 that I did not have. I had a marketing agency at the time 
And I, it was my turn to get up in this mastermind of international women business owners that I, you know, women that I consider to be smarter than me and wealthier than me and more successful than me. And I was going to present my plan on launching this brand called Luli B that was then going, that was going to be the, I was going to be a marketing expert. And then I was going to sell my marketing agency's services, air quotes, in the back of the room, right? 10 years ago, very few people were doing this. Now there's a lot of people doing this, right? Like they're a subject matter expert. And then, and then they have an offer, right? You, there's a bunch of people in the room that have a cut on their arm. And I just so happen to sell band-aids, right? That, that kind of model. And it was my turn, Gabby, in May of 2012, actually 2011, 2011, May of 2011. It was my turn to present to my group of internationally successful women business owners uh, my plan of Luli B and Chispa Marketing, my, my then marketing agency. And I think like three minutes before this presentation, I just went into like my body just took over. I started trembling. My heart started racing. My palms started sweating. And keep in mind, these are women that intimidated the hell out of me because the story I was telling myself was they're smarter than you, they're more successful than you, they're wealthy, you don't even, be, you don't even belong here. But you're, I'm st I was still showing up because I'm that kind of girl, right? Um, I'm a little bit ballsy. And I got up there and I just started sobbing in front of these eight women. And I just said, I don't want to do this. Mm. I don't, I don't want to be the president of a marketing agency. I'm being called for more. I have no idea what the hell this looks like. And everybody around me keeps telling me that all I have to do is balance. And the next person that tells me that I need to balance, I'm going to vomit in their face because balance is bullshit. That was my sentence. <laughs> that was my sentence. And I remember the woman, Varian Brandon is her name. And... She was sitting right in front of me and she looked at me and she's like, that's it, Louie. And I was like, what's this? She's like, you are going to go on this journey. You're going to see, you're going to write a book. I mean, she just forecasted my entire, and I was like, yeah, right. And, and I can't put a bad word on the cover of a, of a book. Are you crazy? Like, I'm a classy girl, right? Well, here's this classy girl 11 years later, you know, wrote an Amazon bestseller 10 years ago called Balance is Bullshit, restructured my agency within a year, um, took care of all of my employees because I had five employees at the time. Uh, it was a very stressful time in my life. And I had people saying to me, you know, how are you going to coach women business owners if you just walked away from a business that was about to hit a million dollars in gross revenue? Had you held on to it for a year, you could have made so much more money. And what, what do you know about entrepreneurship? Mm. And Gabby, you know, I think for me that that point and that year in my life was so pivotal. This is 2012 of like, I get to define success on my own terms. Yes. And feedback is neutral. And I appreciate that feedback and it's valuable. And I'm going to sit with that. And thank you. And I, I, I also get to coach women that are like me that have a family and want to raise the family or take care of their parents or raise their children or be involved in the community and, and see work as a, um, as an extension of themselves don't necessarily want to define themselves by their work. Yes. They just don't know how. 
so that whole journey, that whole year, um, was, was the year that my, my intuition got so damn loud that I made what a lot of people would say, crazy decisions of literally transitioning, you know, and it, it took about a year, 18 months to transition completely out of that and, and, and launch the coaching business. Yeah. And yeah, and I, and I think that it's so amazing, right? These moments when we finally, when we finally listen, because I'm sure that there were whispers. Oh yeah. Um, while you were running your marketing agency, oh, yeah. but there is exactly what you said, this sort of external understanding of what success looks like and, and the pressure of that. And so I'm wondering, one of the questions that I get all the time, and I'm also like wondering your perspective on this is how, like, how do I know if it's my fear or my intuition? Oh God, that's like, <laughs> and, yeah. I'm, and I'm really curious, like how you've come to understand that for yourself. I don't know that I can verbalize that. Mm. I don't know that I can verbalize that because I too struggle with that. Yeah. Um, I think that there's, for me, my experience, and I I think that it would be true for most of us. I think that that's where really faith comes in. Yes. This supreme being, whatever it is that we believe in that, um, you know, I recognize that so much of my shortcomings came from control. And I remember hearing you're so controlling and going, no, I'm not. And realizing that I didn't even see it for myself because really it was the fear of the unknown. Yeah. that had me wanting to control something yeah. as simple as the teacher would email and say, your son needs this book by in two weeks. And by the next day, that book was sitting, you know, at the entrance of our house for two weeks to make sure that the kid has his, like, I was always in anticipation of so that I could control the outcome so that we could be happy. That was my, that was my, um, my MO, right. Was if, if I do everything and I check off all the boxes, then, then there will be peace. Then I can have joy, right? It was, it was that continuum. And I think for me, it has been in those really big experiences. Like, I, I don't know that I could even tell you um, that year that I did everything where I transitioned from the marketing agency into Luli B. It was this knowing that was so damn loud that I was just, I was like run forest run. Mm-hmm. It was, it was this. And I think that's probably true for most of us. When we, when we think about these experiences, it's just this knowing that is so deep that everybody around you can tell you that you're crazy and you're still like, yeah, I'm crazy. And, <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say I would say it's that, and I think just leaning into faith and surrendering and knowing that control is an illusion. Um, that's been a very big lesson for me. And um, you know, there's this beautiful song that I love that 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 says stop stop holding on and just be held. Mm-hmm. I think I think we we tend to do that. We we hold on to things or experiences or or people um, or job titles or roles. And we just, we just get to be held by, by that force that we believe in, you know, that supreme being. Yes, yes, yes. And I I feel like one of the most beautiful things about, because Luli and I, um, in addition to, to both doing similar work and, Mm -hmm. and working with similar groups of women, we also very often, um, 
like I'll, I'll refer people to each other. Mm-hmm. Like we are in a constant collaboration. And this is something that we talk about quite often because people around mm-hmm. us are a little bit surprised and yes. taken aback <laughs> at how much and how openly we are in that true collaboration. Yes. And I think like that comes from both of us being trusting, open-hearted yes. women who adore each other, who trust one another with the work that we do and trust one another with our people and yes. recognize that there is no, that it's almost like the energy of keeping tight is actually scarcity and is Absolutely. actually like distance and holding back yes. and making yourself small. And that when we recognize the opportunities to expand and to share and to kind of be in that exchange and in that sharing of love together, that there's so much that opens up. And and I just love how we both just geek out on having women go through yes. as, at their own pace, a lot of the experiences that we're talking about right now, right? Yeah, like, a thousand percent. We've been talking about it. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like every time I host a mastermind, somebody's crying and, and yeah. it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. it is what needs to happen because I also feel like this is why it's so important that as people are choosing spaces for themselves where they know that they're going to have to like get vulnerable yes. and get real, that they choose spaces where they trust who is mm-hmm. leading those spaces yes. and the intention behind leading those spaces. Because mm-hmm. the beautiful thing that happens, especially in those group settings, is that when you set that intention and you lead and facilitate a group from that place, it is inevitable for integrity and authenticity to be what holds all of us. And we start holding each other in that energy. The amount of times that I've had a woman show up and say, I came here for X, but really I want to work on Y. And I've been wanting to work on Y since I was five years old. And and it becomes this place where it's like, then let's work on Y, baby. Let's make Y happen. Right? And so like, I'm curious, kind of like you telling us a little bit more about because I feel like this is just so beautiful for us because we get to be in these spaces all the time and it just reinforces yeah. so much what we're also learning and experiencing yeah. and watching them do it. And I think that's really important, Gabby. Is like, I think that at times when I hear just yesterday, I, I, I gave a talk at my at my alma mater high school. Oh, um, yeah. All the alumni came together and, and I, I did my talk, Redefining Superwoman. And a young woman came to me. She works in a, in a bank, you know, in the finance finance sector. And sharing with me what giving presentations is like and how, you know, what, what the workplace is like for her. And I find myself like thinking like, how, how do people do this every day? Like Mm. I, I have 82 people I could call right now. If I was sad, if I needed, if I needed anything, I have this incredible tribe I have. And I also I'm really good at asking for help, right? And accepting help. I'm really, really good at that. Um, And then just seeing people like that, just realizing, wow, like I get this every single day. And granted, I get this every day because I pour into it every single day. But there are people that don't even know this is possible for them, right? They they don't even know it's possible for them, Um, which I think is, is why it's so important that we invest in ourselves. And to your point, really think about when we join a community, um, who is facilitating that and what does the space look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and what is it that I want from it? Even when I'm scared and even when I know I might cry, you know, and usually when the woman cries, she always says, I'm so sorry. 
and everybody says, oh no, I did that too on my first time. Right. And I think also I wanted to piggyback on what you just said earlier about, you know, scarcity, Gabby, you and I have an abundance mindset. We, you and I do not compete. In fact, on the contrary, what you and I do is strategize. We look at the person and we say, you know what, you really need to work with Gabby because Gabby's the intuition person. And yes, I, I, I know intuition, but I'm much better at arranging. I, I I see your business. I can put together your packages. I can help you with your marketing. I can connect you with people that can sell the crap out of your products and your services. But the intuition mindset stuff, that is Gabby Guzman. So we need to pause here. You need to go to Gabby. And when you're done with Gabby, you come back to Luli. And Gabby knows that. And there's, like you said, there's this, there's this trust. There's this integrity. And I would say that probably even more important than that, there's this abundance mindset and there is this service oriented mindset of like, I'm not here for the next $300 a month membership. Mm-hmm. I am here to serve someone and, and help her change her life because I don't change people's lives. They change their own lives, right? I just get to be a facilitator. I get to be a vehicle. I get to be that support system, that space, right? And so you and I, working um in collaboration to support this person that is our top priority yes um i think one of the biggest highlights for for you and i and and i think you'll agree with this was last december you know showcasing your your intuitive business plan uh product as it launched right and holding it up on stage and saying i want each and every person to buy this yes right and 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 if you come to my planning workshop. I'm going to gift you this from Gabby Guzman and explaining to people, we are not competition. Like we, mm-hmm. we, we can both support you at different stages of your life. Absolutely. And I think that's true for so many things. And, and, um, and there are people that, that aren't interested in collaboration and we don't work with those people and that's okay. Yes. You know? yeah. Yes, yes, yes. No, for sure. And I, I feel like we've, we've really, been able to exemplify like what that can look like and and stand in it powerfully because we're coming from the abundance mindset and we're coming from wanting that particular person to have the experience that they need right now right and trusting that what is meant for us is going to come back tenfold yes and i i i think this like this is such a fast i think for both of us so much of our growth as individuals and as souls has happened through our work, but there is also like on the other side, our personal lives. And as I mentioned at the beginning, we've had parallel journeys, even if they happened at different timelines, Mm -hmm. but we have very much relied on one another for support. And one of the things that we have both experienced has been um, divorce and becoming single mothers. And I feel like one of the things that I have always admired about you, because I knew Luli in the moment where all of this began and she went through this whole experience, is, as you said earlier, how much you were able to crack open and be held. Like you were legit, like, I am imperfect right now. I am going through hell and I need you, friend. Hi. (laughs) Hold me, you know, like you were very much. And I just feel like that is so, it was so beautiful to be able to, to be there for you in that moment. And to also have you so open-heartedly let yourself go and be held because it is not something that people often 
allow themselves to experience. I feel like most of us get this message that we have to just get really, really good at hiding our pain mm-hmm. because our pain and our problems are an inconvenience, mm-hmm. are going to bother other people. They're ours to solve when we are certainly not wired that way. And what we actually need, especially in our most difficult times, is to be able to hold each other. And I, I, I'm really curious how you feel like choosing support allowed you to almost like deepen a relationship with yourself. Oh, and yeah. So I actually said this in my presentation last night and I say this often and it is true. Don't ever tell me that you're going to be there for me if I need you because you're going on a list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you up on it. <laughs> and I, and Gabby, I had a list. I literally had, I, I can pull up my phone right now from 2018 and 2019, which were my, my darkest years. And I had a list and I had a moment and it was, you know, dropping off my kids the Monday morning of school where they were going to leave for their, with, with their dad that Monday afternoon and just crying every single time, every other Monday that this was happening and just working really hard to not judge the fact that I couldn't do this on my own, that I needed somebody on the other line. And I just needed to cry with someone because that was my, my way to process. And so I would look at the list and I would send a few texts. Are you available? And I, and I shared, you know, with my friends, the secret code that if, if you are not available, it is okay, but I need you to be honest if you're available or not, so that I never feel like a burden. I never feel like I'm inconveniencing you. And of course, it's going to be an inconvenience. That's what friendship is. That's what love is. Love isn't meant to be convenient. Yes. Right. If love was, was meant to be convenient, it wouldn't be so hard, right? It would be easy. And sometimes it is. And sometimes it isn't. Um, you know, I, I just lost a, a dear friend of mine last month and his, his widow calls me uh, I was texting her on Valentine's day and she, she wrote to me and she said, do you have any plans tonight? Hmm. And at that moment, I, I went back four years where yeah. I would send texts like that to friends. Yeah. And I saw that as an immediate cry for help and support. Yes. And I called her and I said, no, I don't have plans. Little white lie. God forgive me. Right? <laughs> no, I don't have plans. And I looked at my fiance and I was like, you know, I recognize I didn't even ask you for this. And I know that we had plans for tonight, but can we please do this? And I knew that that was more important than celebrating, you know, a holiday that really can be celebrated any other day. Of course. Because I got to hold space for someone in the way that it was important for her because so many people did that for me. Yeah. Right. And so, yes, it was, you know, I remember one time, uh, at the very beginning, right, of all of this, texting someone as I'm walking into an elevator. And this was like, as everything was happening, right? My 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 ex-husband had just left the house maybe three or four weeks before. And and I was still, is this really a divorce or not? There, there weren't a lot of valuable, honest, upfront conversations. It was very nebulous and very cryptic. And I and I I was at a conference with. GE and Google, back to what you're saying, right? This glamorous life, right? I'm the keynote for 
seven, you know, 75 women in technology uh, at this incredible conference in Palm Beach, Florida. And that night I'm shaking hands with all of these executives, so excited for my morning keynote the next day on PS Perspective. Yeah. And, I, and I'm texting a friend as I'm walking into the elevator. And as soon as I get out of the elevator, she's calling me, mm. right? And I remember literally sobbing with her. I mean, I remember this so clearly. It was probably about 13 minutes. All I did was sob. And she just listened. She didn't say a word. She just, I could just hear her breathing. And that was what I needed. You know, like that sacred support and that, that love that Gauri knows what she was doing at that time. She may, she may have been in the middle of cooking a meal for her family. She may have been even in the shower and she didn't, she didn't have to tell me anything. And none of that mattered because in that moment, the biggest priority was me and my pain and supporting me. Yeah. And I think allowing ourselves to, you know, what you're saying of, of being how then I am, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of the fact that I was very open. I, I, and I say often, I was literally broken open. Um, but Leonard Cohen says, you know, it's that that's how the light shines through. Right. So I allowed the light, the light to shine through and I, and I allowed myself to be held. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the whole, the idea of that our hearts have to be cracked open so that love can come in so that light can come in and, and, and recognizing just the power in that. And I I think it's so beautiful, this conversation, and it's so needed because on any given moment, any of us are going through whatever micro or massive Mm -hmm. version of the world is ending tragedy. And I really feel like in the moments where we deny how we're feeling, where we push down our emotions, where we try to control them or or mismanage them or just ignore them. That, I mean, I have found that in the moments in my life where I reacted that way, what it did was harden me. What it did was put this almost wall around my heart that took years to then like bring down. And, and I, and I feel like, like when I look back, my divorce was 10 years ago and the thing I wish I would have, the one, if I could say anything to Gabby 2011, I would say cry more and cry now. Yeah. Cry more yeah. and cry now. And at the time it was like this crazy situation. I was alone in New York city with a one-year-old and a job in advertising. I really didn't feel like I had time to cry. Like I had yeah. felt like, I felt like if I cried, our world would fall apart because I didn't even trust the version of me that was going to cry as much as I knew I needed to cry. I didn't know who that was. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't recognize is that that was real me. Yeah. That that was the strongest, even if we don't love the word, that was the yeah. most powerful version of me Yes. that was yes. going to emerge after those tears. And For after sure. that grief and that pain was felt, because I feel like when people haven't gone through, we, we always talk about this, right? Like, you know, you never know how bad, divorces until you experience it or how bad things have to get for you to get to that point but it is such a shift in your identity it is such a it is such a death evolution and it shakes you to the very core of everything you Mm -hmm. thought you believed in and then it becomes the greatest blessing in the world because we become the versions of ourselves that we always wanted to be and that we got to be right coming out of that pain and the pain helps emerge and birth who we really are instead yeah. of 
you know, being around. It's so true. You know, my, my friend, uh, Dr. Betsy Guerra always says that pain is a fertilizer, mm. right? It's a fertilizer for plants to grow. And what is fertilizer made out of? It's made out of poop. That's right. <laughs> it's literally made out of the shit, right? It is, it is the pain that we go through that fertilizes us if we allow it to. Yes. And I think that's the key is allowing these experiences. When, when I tell people, I have a deep appreciation for everything I have been through. I mean it. And I don't wish the pain that I went through on anybody, but I am so grateful for the experience because to your point, I feel, I feel this incredible sense of peace and confidence and love that I have never experienced before in my life. Amen. But I know that that is because, because of, of, again, being held because of my faith and because I leaned into the pain yes. and I knew that something bigger and better was coming. Mm. And so on that, on that note, my dear, <laughs> as we start to close out our conversation, I would love to ask you, what do you feel has been the most magical and amazing door that has opened for you when you chose to lean into your intuition? Mm. The most magical. Say that one more time because I want to. Magical and amazing door. Yeah. That following your intuition opened for you. Just one. Ooh, give me one. <laughs> what comes up? I think the, the thing that's coming up for me is my fiance, is Gino. Mm -hmm. And you were there that day. <laughs> I love this story so much. And, and do we have time to share it? or should Oh I my God, it? we still have time to share it. Okay. We were dancing. We went dancing and this gorgeous <laughs> man kept staring at Luli, like eyes straight on her. And she's kind of looking at him, but like hiding behind me. And I'm like, I remember telling Louie, like, if you don't go over there, I'm going to go grab him and bring him over, bring him over here. No, you said, and I quote, you have two songs before this gets embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason, the reason why that moment was so powerful, Gabby, is because you want to talk about intuition and fear. Yeah. Right. What the story I was telling myself, right. Was you're not worthy. Your husband left you. No man wants you. And you're too much. And nobody's going to be able to handle you. Mm. Right. And so turning around for me was the woman several years before experiencing the, the, the lies that were occurring in my marriage. All of that came up for me in those 30 seconds as I was dancing. And my friend Gabby was like, this like delicious man behind you is not stop staring at you. I, that was like, it's too good to be true. There's absolutely no way, right? I, it's, it's only a year after my divorce. Like I'm supposed to wait longer. This can't happen. Like all the things like happened, yeah. right? Cause we, we create these blockbuster movies in our heads in these 30 seconds. Absolutely. And, I, and the reason why I'm sharing that as the example is because, especially having gone through everything I had been through after a 20-year marriage, and again, this, this, this stripping away of the conditioning and the, the working on the unlearning and the leaning into support, there was this thing that, like, this man just kept showing up. Yeah. He just kept showing up, and he, and he showed up in really big ways that 
got me to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And, and I started to realize that my fear, my fear was telling me all these stories, right? Like there's no way this, this can work. And, and here are the reasons why, and you're not seeing these things, right? Because previous years, there were things that I didn't quote unquote, I didn't see. So there were these stories that I was telling myself, but my intuition was so loud about there's something here and, mm-hmm. and God has placed this human for you for a bigger purpose that you're, you're not even, you, you don't even realize the power that this is going to, to give you. And here I am over two years later after that moment, dancing with my friend, Gabby, who, yes. who said to me, you have two songs before this gets embarrassing engaged, planning a wedding, you know, doing all the, doing all the things and probably more important, having this, this relationship that is open and vulnerable and courageous and loving and compassionate and just at a completely different level. Beautiful. And I think this brings our conversation to full circle because to me, that difference between fear and intuition, Mm -hmm. your intuition is often like just really brave and sometimes inconvenient but it is direct and it is clear and it takes us sometimes a minute to catch up with it. Yes. Good point, Gabby. But I, one of my favorite, one of the things that has brought me the most peace in the last few years where my intuition has led me to make decisions that I've been like, what the F what has been like, I don't always have to understand. Like I can listen to my intuition and I don't always have to understand it and talk about Mic drop, Gabby. Mic drop. <laughs> talk about faith, right? Yeah. I don't rationalize it. But I am yeah. here for it and I know it is true. And it comes with practice. And so, my friend Lily, yeah. I am so happy that we had this time and this space. Now I'm the one getting goosebumps, like oh, <laughs> on my toes. Can we spend a couple of seconds just telling the people where they can find you, what you're up to, that you want to share with us? Yeah. So my my next really big event that I love um, is Spark with Luli B, and that's happening October 25th. So we've got we've got some time, but you can pencil it in and and join good friends of mine, including Gabby, um, who always figure out a way to, to be there and to support me and to support our, our beautiful community. And, and then why are this on, is in South Florida, hosted at FIU. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, it's in Miami, in South Florida, the 305 um, <laughs> at my alma mater at Florida International University. And it's a it's a beautiful event and it's it's something I love to do. Um, and then I am that Luli B on social um t-h-a-t so that's luli b on instagram and on facebook um i live mostly on on instagram i love linkedin and i don't pay enough attention to it and i'm trying to get better so if you message me there be a little bit more patient with me as i remember the power of of linkedin it is a power (laughs) yes and then my website is lulib.com Beautiful. Yes. L-U-L-Y, people. But we'll have yes. all of these links in the show notes. I'm so, yes. I just adore you. And I'm so glad I we have you space for this conversation, my dear. Love this you. amazing. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. To learn more about my coaching, group programs, and experiences, visit www.gabbyguzman.com.